Unspoken Issues. So we're heading on to our next, as we're counting them down right here on the countdown. <laughs> uh, number f- our, So our average on this one was a total of four. You had this as your least favorite. My goodness. <laughs> Spawn number one. Mm. I have listed as number two. So when we add those two together and average it out, it's going to make the middle of the road here. Spawn number one comes in at our, I guess, fourth book on this list. Let's go ahead and, and talk about we We sort of already did. Like I talked about when I first saw Spawn number one. Uh, you mentioned about how it was a hot book. It was really popular mm. and it sold a ton of copies. I thought it was like one of the rarest comics ever. i was under a complete misconception a complete misunderstanding that this thing was pretty easy to find i don't know how because i looked for it everywhere in my lcs's (laughs) and i never saw it i i of course i came in later yeah i mean i think that was just people were hoarding them in the early you're absolutely right that's gotta be they you know people would buy two or three copies buy one to read one to put away (laughs) one to put back board uh one for the kids uh, and then the comics, a lot of comic shops are probably doing the same thing. They would probably had, you know, a case of them and they would sell half and then keep half and then try and sell them for 25, 30 bucks a month later or whatever. Right. Why don't you do our listeners a favor real quick and just kind of tell them who Spawn is. Spawn in his previous life was Al Simmons, a government soldier, uh, I guess sort of like a CIA operative type um, who was killed in the line of duty, goes to hell or a hell. Uh, makes a deal with a demon to come back to Earth because he wants to see his wife again. And when he's sent back, he's doesn't really have his memory. And he's sent back as uh, Spawn, who is a character with hellish powers. He's got a... Uh, I hate to even use this comparison because I don't think it's really accurate to his origins. But a lot of people would say he's like a cross between visually... Yeah, uh, between Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, and Batman. <laughs> okay, he's got a okay. big flowing cape. He's got the chains like Ghost Rider, uh, and he's got the the crescent moon style eyes on each side, kind of like uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The red, red and black motif for the rest of the costume. Oh uh, well, that's you know what that's going to sell books. At least for Jesse Starcher, <laughs> you <laughs> someone I mean, get it's blood an axe awesome on the design, and you know I. I say that's not really fair because McFarlane designed Spawn, I think, 10 or 15 years before this comic was ever released or whatever. So, I mean, Ghost Rider existed, but I don't think the previous Ghost Rider had chains, you know. Um, I don't know that the black costume Spider-Man had ever existed up to that point. And he's got more of a Dracula cape than a Batman cape. My gosh. You know, I'd, I'd never realized this is a painted cover. It's McFarlane's pencils and then Ken Stacy is credited as the painter, like painted over the, the pencils, which kind of makes sense now that I'm looking at it, you know, now that I know that. But I never knew that until today when I was reading the back matter for this issue. Well, this issue hits the shelves June 3rd of 1992. Title of the story is called Questions. Uh, writer and artist Todd McFarlane, lettered by Tom Orzakowski colored by Steve Olaf of Ole Optics, which I don't know if Ole Optics is a thing at this point. Is that credited anywhere in here? Uh, no, um, doesn't say it. No. It's not. Okay, well, Steve Olaf of Ole Optics, Ole Optics or whatever it is. Um, so here we go. 
The news is covering Lieutenant Colonel Al Simmons' death back in 1987. That's how we open this book. It's like the news talking about how Al Simmons died and what the circumstances were. Uh, there's mention of Al leaving behind a wife who apparently has been seen with a high school friend by the name of Martin Alexander at the funeral. So then we kind of get into our the character we've all come to see, and that's Spawn, who's uh, reflecting on the things that's happened in his afterlife, I guess you'd say, <laughs> in his afterlife, where he's he's starting to realize he he can't remember everything, but he knows he made a deal to come back because of the woman he loved, but he doesn't remember all of the details, not even the woman he loved's name. She, he can't remember her name. Uh, he remembers he was framed as well, uh, so that's one thing that kind of sticks out to him. Now, out in the city, Spawn stops an attempted rape, and memories begin to flood back into his head. Spawn is trying to recall who he is, taking the mask and gloves off. He realizes just how grotesque he's become. And when you when you take the mask, what, what's it look like underneath there, Chris? Uh, looks like a charred human <laughs> remains, basically. Right, right. Pretty scary looking dude. Now we switch over to Sam and Twitch, uh, who are on the case of a mobster whose heart was, I guess, pulled out and stuffed in his mouth and mm -hmm. thrown out of a 44th floor window, 44th floor window. Uh, but they aren't too upset over the work this person has apparently been saving them as well. So they're OK. As long as uh, I guess some some bad guys are, are eating some dust, it's it's fine with them. Now, somewhere in time, a demonic figure promises Simmons troubles have just begun. I can't believe this is the synopsis I wrote because <laughs> it's really short. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Spawn, like, starts to recall who he is uh, after saving this lady, has kind of like a bit of a breakdown. Sam and Twitch are out doing their thing. And then we finally get this kind of like epilogue where this, like I said, the demonic figure is like, oh, Simmons, if you think you've got it bad now, just wait. <laughs> You had this at number six, and I think you owe the people an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I've just never really been a big... I mean, we talked about it when we did Devil Day. I've never really been a big Spawn guy. I kind of like Spawn. I think he looks cool. I like McFarlane's art a lot. Yeah. He only did like the first 15 issues, maybe, or so. And then right. Capola took over, and he's never really done anything... McFarlane's never really done any interior art since then, as far as pencils, anyway. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I like... Ghost Rider and the Midnight Suns. I like a lot of the supernatural, uh, superheroic stuff a lot of times, but Spawn has just never been a big deal to me. I've just, he's just kind of like, hey, he's all right. Uh, okay. The movie's terrible. <laughs> the oh, animated yeah. series, I would kind of like to watch. It's on HBO Max, and I probably will watch it at some point because I think it probably is good. But again, I like all these comics. This just happens to be the one I like the least. <laughs> okay. All right. There's a bit of a mention here, of, or at least a, a kind of a reference to the spawn power meter, which yeah. it all starts out at 9999. And then you do see, which, hey, look at me. I'm paying attention. He uses <laughs> some of his power, and now he's down to 9995. Uh, right. So you really don't get a whole lot in this. Mm -hmm. You got to. Again, it's first issue. We're going to get introduced to our main character, the problems this guy is having, um, the ancillary characters, Sam and Twitch, who are going to be recurring here throughout this series. Yeah, I, I did not realize they showed up in issue one. For whatever reason, I thought they came along later. Like maybe, I mean, if you had asked me a week ago, when did Sam and Twitch first appear? I would be like, 
<laughs> maybe, maybe the issue with the child murderer, whatever issue that is, which oh, is like yeah, I think yeah. issue four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I haven't read these in forever. But I remember Sam and Twitch becoming a bigger deal, like when they had their own series, like in the late nineties. But yeah, I was surprised when I read this again. Like, oh, they they were here from the very beginning. You talk about a unique looking book. <laughs> yeah, this? that's what this really is. Is just kind of like McFarlane is just kind of going nuts and he's can do whatever he wants. I mean, he kind of had that freedom on Spider-Man a little bit, I guess, but, but this is just him kind of really going crazy. And a lot of this outside of the, the pages with just the newscasters or whatever, which why is a government soldier on the 10 sexiest men alive? How does does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sitting there going through, I'm reading that. And this is one of my, criticisms of this of the spawn <laughs> book okay let's see our first page we have one two three four five six five, seven eight eight s- nine nine small text boxes okay so we get some you know it's spawn you know suffering why am i like this okay <laughs> real simple stuff great and then all of a sudden we decide oh hey we're going to sit out and we're going to type for about an hour and make everybody read it. And it just switches you into this mode of like, okay. And kind of gives you a little bit about Wanda. It kind of mm-hmm. gives you a little bit about Simmons. It's the best way to kind of, what do they call this? Um, info dump, sort of. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It is it is an info dump. It's exposition. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a way of inundating the reader with as much information as they have. CNN covering it? Okay, I can believe that. And then we have an opinion piece by Mr. Beardo here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But then we have Channel 7, which is like fashion news. It's like right. ETV or something. I'm like, why are you even? Even that seemed kind of like out of character. Like they're talking about the current. They're talking about this guy's ex, excuse me, widow. <laughs> He's talking about this guy's widow and how she's ha- hanging out with a high school friend. Why does that it, matter? It's almost like simmons and wanda were kanye and kim kardashian all <laughs> right they're out there and that doesn't happen i don't recall that being part of the spawn mythos at all <laughs> but yeah that's right it's like how are these guys so popular that they're making the news and people are talking about fashion and covering the funeral of all things on a fashion channel lovely wanda blake was absolutely divine and disarmingly simple jet black giovanni original <laughs> yeah she's gonna wear black gosh anyway um <laughs> anyway i did that i can remember that happens so much in spawn mm-hmm. so much this, that it drove me nuts i just <laughs> wanted i wanted more action i wanted i mean we're gonna we're gonna have to pick a panel slash page and there's a lot to pick from mm-hmm. for this first yeah, issue my gosh the second page there's this six panel grid of you know the chapel or whatever or the steeple whatever mm-hmm. the lightning uh in the background and then spawn shows up you see his basically just a silhouette of him and then you see the green eyes like really cool like six panel grid there yeah right and then you know the page after the newscasters or whatever it's another this is a nine panel grid for the whole page uh, and it's just giving you kind of like flashes of his old life. And you'll see the the panel on the far left, the bottom, where it says he turned on me and you see the skull. So, like, I'm assuming that's like a hint mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is going to be chapel. Right. Which, you, you know, you don't know that ahead of time. You, you probably just think this is the skull is Simmons. Right. Right. But, you know, what likely is being implied here is that he's looking at chapel as he's being yeah. or whatever. 
that's his that's his, we find uh, out later you know chapel's the one who kills him or whatever spoiler 30 year old spoiler for a 30 year old i time. love it man that was a big deal for me it yeah, was, it was a, big a big deal big reveal how how do you not go like on a start night returns with the lightning and <laughs> yeah, then e- even looking at the nine panel grid if you look at some of that as the as the story flows i get a very weird sense of dark night uh dark night returns mm-hmm. so it's you know you can tell where his influence lies uh and at, at some point we're going to get don't we get a frank miller batman spawn yeah that comes a few years later yeah and i hear that that's like the worst it is not uh, well regarded. Okay. <laughs> all right. I've um, read it. It's been probably ten or twelve years ago, and it was. All right. I mean, it's it's not a great. It's not great, but it's not as bad as I think people make out to be. The art is cool. I mean, if nothing else, you know, McFarland does a good job with the art. Okay. Let me justify my number two ranking for this, uh, and I'll just say this: McFarland was uh, one of the most dynamic artists that Marvel had at one point. Mm-hmm. He th- created a character that goes on to this day. That probably supports, or at least lists him up in my rankings because of just the importance of the character. Uh, but the look of this book is so unique. I mean, if you compare it to Cyberforce, Cyberforce has got some dynamics going on there. Shadowhawk pales in comparison to what we have right. happening. There's not really a whole lot of action here. You have really just a story happening, some really cool poses. He gets in the fight with some muggers in the in the alleyway, but it's not like he is using anything. I don't think he's using his powers other than to he does that one little spark. Right. He hits that one guy in the eye and brings his little power meter down to negative five or minus five or whatever he does. There is plenty more of this to come. You know, as these issues get going, the battles are going to get more crazy. So it's a nice kind of little bit of it's a nice taste. But when you look at the visuals of just some of the stuff that's it's not action packed, it's a horror book. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You know, I think you're kind of reminded me why I wasn't a big spawn (laughs) uh, guy at the time, because I was all about like comics with a lot of action. And I remember now that you're saying this, I spawn number two, the violator shows up and I'm like, Oh, he's going to be his villain. Mm -hmm. And then spawn three, I believe is when the violator and spawn have their fight. And it's like, the fight is nothing, you know, basically uh, if I remember right, violator rips his heart out. And then maybe there's like a dream sequence or something. And then spawn comes back and he's got like a hole in his chest. And then that's it. Then the, the fight continues to the next issue. I was always let down. It seemed like, right. with, and I was just like, where's this going? <laughs> uh, you know, it seemed like whenever I would read an issue of spawn, like it just always seemed like not a whole lot happened. It's just a lot. There's a lot of cool images, but not a whole lot's happening. There's not really much action. I just was never like really that into it. Didn't we talk Angela, the first appearance of Angela on here? That's true. We did do that's that. That's what we did. Okay. That's yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, we do get a, get to see a moment of weakness. Uh, you know, hey, Evan Bevins, by the way, we'll go ahead and shout him out. He does a whole, he did a whole blog on this uh, issue mm-hmm. uh, in, in conjunction with Superblog Team Up. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to take our word for it, feel free to go <laughs> over there and check out Evan Bevins and what he had to say about this specific issue. But uh, as for it is, it, it, it's beautiful. It's, it is a very 
Todd McFarlane book. It's got all the signature stuff you you are expecting from Spawn. I mean, I don't know what you're expecting from Spawn, but uh, when you look at that cover, you know there's some crazy stuff that's probably going to be going on. And just what in the world is this guy all about? And it's the mystery. You know, the mystery starts out. We we are already involved in a mystery. Like who is who is Spawn? What what happened in his life? Why is he like this? Why has he got demons doing these things? What are his powers? So um, pretty neat stuff. Pick a panel, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go with one of these, uh, I guess, dream sequence type things where you see just the disembodied like crescent eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah over the at. funeral, over his funeral. Mm-hmm. And there's all these spider webs, which I I don't know why there are spider webs other than McFarlane is like, hey, I'm good at drawing spider webs. I did it for years. <laughs> Uh, so there's right. spider webs all over these panels and stuff, but I really like that image of just the stark image of just the the eye piece with with the webs, uh, you know, kind of floating disembodied over this over his uh, funeral panel. How about this? He's he's trying to clear the cobwebs of his mind. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, hey, I will take the dude getting launched out of the building. Bond mm. hits him. I mean, he just grabs him by the collar uh, throat and throws him out of a window. <laughs> and he's uh, <laughs> that is a cool like he's got his back arched. He's being thrown out. This glass is going everywhere. Uh, I guess that's our second <laughs> glass window yeah. breaking panel <laughs> i didn't realize i was doing that um but until right now so but yeah you know it looks uh it's probably about the most action you get out of this book but it's it's done really well so there you go the last thing uh there is a illustration by george perez in the back yeah it's a spawn image um and it's probably the best image in the book <laughs> even though mcfarlane is great you know, we just lost Perez about, I guess, two weeks ago now, two, three weeks ago at this point, as of the as of the recording. And, you know, any we've done several episodes where we talked about Perez. He's he's awesome and yeah. uh, sucks that he's gone. Uh, this is a great image of him uh, doing Todd a solid and, and throwing a spawn pin up in the back of this issue. Love it. Yeah. Rest in peace. Wow. Thanks for joining us. Unspoken Issues is part of the UnspokenDecade.com, the home for 90s comics, blogs, and podcasts. Unspoken Issues also has a Facebook group you can join if you are interested. Just search the Unspoken Issues podcast and request to join. All of this would not be possible without W2Mnet.com and the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network, so make sure to seek them out for more podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share, and we look forward to entertaining you again soon. 